When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Let's kick off another week of Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. You got your Mac and Mac guys, McMullen and McDonald here to get it, get you through an important week for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now it's an important week for the other 31 teams in the National Football League too. It's not just a Birds week, but the Birds are competing this week the same way they do when September rolls around and they kick off. Because today, Johnny Mac is the beginning of and even if the NFL didn't create it and it was a media creation, it lives on legal tampering in the <laughs> National Football League for the next, uh, it's about 50 hours. I think it's four o'clock on uh, Wednesday when uh, deals can actually start to become official. But officially, conversations start at noon today. Are the Eagles coming flying out of the box in free agency, Johnny Mack? Um, yeah, I... Yeah depends on your definition of fly out of the box. I do expect them to target uh, some, you know, to have some space as we compare it to last season. So they're going to have some names in mind and they're going to try to get deals done. But if you're talking about the top of the line, guys, you are going to get overpaid. Remember that that pool shrinks every year. It seems because teams have become savvier when it comes to, uh, re-signing their own players, putting the tag on them, understanding the monetary situation. You used to have, if you had a good cap guy, you used to have a big advantage. Now everybody's got a good cap guy. So they all kind of realize the the implications. But the guys that do fall through the net for whatever reason, and you've seen how many. I love when this whole process starts, Jody. It's not only us. We got to talk about it every day. But everybody's like, well, I hope we get Mike. I, you know, Mike Williams not going to hit the market. Right. I, yeah, it's that they're not going to hit the market. These top tier players, number one, and then everybody's disappointed when they don't. And all of a sudden, the guys get pushed up the board. Tight end might be the best example of this of all because it's such a value position. Um, three guys got franchised. Then you get Zach Ertz getting his deal in Arizona. All of a sudden, if you need a tight end, you're looking at uh, what, 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 it, and you're going to have to overpay for Tyler Conklin, who the only reason he played last year was because Irv Smith got hurt. <laughs> and, and it isn't really a starting level tight end, but he's got starting level numbers. And that's sort of how free agency goes. So the smarter teams target those potential possibilities with upside they're young players coming off their first contract maybe they didn't live up to the building uh, live up to the billing but smart organizations say hey if we can get them we can and brandon brooks would probably be the best example of that 
locally. He was a he was a good player in Houston. He was. He was a good player. He wasn't a top five player at his position in Houston. Um, and the Eagles got him at 25, 26, whatever he was at the time. And all of a sudden, you know, they had would have liked it to be a longer run until the injuries took over, but he was a heck of a player uh for that for that span when he was here. So that's what you're kind of shooting for. And, you know, we've talked about some of the names, Juju Smith, Schuster, wide receivers, one that has leaked out there or already in a certain spot. I don't even know if they'll be able to get him because it seems like he's got more interest this year than he had last year. And he's a guy, remember, the Eagles offered him two years last year and he went back to back to Pittsburgh on a one-year deal. So they're going to have some targets in mind and they're going to, they're going to be aggressive, but they're not going to be overspending. The one name to look at is Marcus Williams, because you're going to have to overpay. And if the Eagles overpay for that, by the way, I don't think they should because I don't think he's the type of player that's going to get the money that he's, he's going to get. I think that's going to tell us a lot about sort of their mentality heading into this. If they uh, get Marcus Williams, you're going to have one happy amigo here because I think he is uh, expensive. He's going to be expensive. Yeah. So, so what are we doing? We're picking up other one year guys, uh, bargain basement hunting. They're in the top half of cap availability this year. Last year, when they didn't do a whole hell of a lot in free agency, you completely understood it. They decided to do what they did with Carson Wentz. They took the biggest dead money cap hit in the history of the National Football League. Some really smart football people, like our buddy Andrew Brandt said, not happening. No team will do that. to Self-mutilation. Why would you take on that? And the Eagles did just that because they knew they had to because they knew how bad the situation was with Carson Wentz. And oh, by the way, right now it looks like they're geniuses because they withstood the $33 million cap hit, got a third round pick last year, which they helped turn into Devontae Smith. And they still have the first round pick for they get from the Colts. Yeah, and they made and they made the playoffs. And, and they then made they the made the playoffs. playoffs on top of it. Thank you very much for making my point for me. So they didn't have any ability to go out and get any true contributors via free agency. They do this year. They've got some cap flexibility. They've got their starting quarterback on a rookie deal, second round deal, not even a first round deal, as a second round deal right now. If they don't go out and get a well above average starter, be a free agency this year, I will be disappointed in Howie Roseman. And if you're looking at a guy at a position where you have a significant need right now, who who do they have under contract as a safety on this team, Johnny McClellan? Uh, Epsy, my favorite. Oh, okay, Uh, yeah. And And we all like Epsy because he's got a cute nickname. But he's a rotational safety. Come on, he is what he is. He's got the hockey nickname. You got to love you gotta love Epsy, but God, uh, God bless his nickname, but it doesn't make him an above no, average. No, I uh, I agree. They need a safety. There's no question if they you know if they don't get one in free agency, and I think they will. Uh, then they gotta get one in the draft. They probably need two safeties because Kayvon Wallace is one of those guys. The fan base, a lot of the fan base, for whatever reason, it was one of those guys that kind of hung on to him, and they are not happy with his development, to put it mildly. So. Um, they're not counting on him to be part of the mix. So uh, they probably, 
need to add multiple safeties. And I still think maybe you see Rodney McLeod back on a cost-effective one-year deal uh, because he, he loves it here so much. He's so entrenched in the community. That's one that might be able to fit both, uh, you know, both camps, so to speak. Um, so if you get Rodney McLeod back and you, you're able to sign uh, a veteran, uh, you know, we've talked about Kyle Hamilton in the draft. That's pie in the sky. Uh, but they're going to add multiple bodies at that particular position. Um, I just think it's probably going to be a little bit more cost effective than Marcus Williams. Now, you know, or, or Tyron Mathow, I put that name out there as well because people love him. I think it's going to be more of the Justin Reed, who's going to be, you know, plenty expensive, just not that top tier. And if you can't get a guy like that, then you start talking about, you know, the Marcus Mays of the world. Um, uh, and you might have some Jets intel on what they plan to do with him. But, um, yeah, they're going to add a safety. I, I'm, I'm very confident very confident in that fair enough um and i know this is uh, an unfair question you're a really good football uh technical aspect kind of guy but you can only guess and project when these things get underway by judging how many teams have how much cap room and what the cap actually is and what the previous salaries were and then sometimes a contract will come out of left field go oh my god they're giving him that much money so we don't really know, but do you really think the difference between Marcus Williams and Reed per year, if you go per year and the, the structure of the contract is always very important. And I think one of the Eagles strengths, Howie Roseman and his underlings are structuring contracts and giving themselves as much cap flexibility as possible. You think Reed's going to be that big a difference between he and Marcus Williams. Um, Reed's okay. Marcus Williams. That's too much. I, I I do know. I looked at Marcus. I don't have Reed's uh, sort of market value, as they call it. You know, the the sites that do this type of thing try to project based on past performance. You know how much the cap has gone up, and and things like that. They they create this market value, and usually it's pretty good. I mean, they're not <laughs> usually they're not in left field. And I did look at Williams the other day, and they were talking about five years, obviously, you know, which is problematic to begin with because then you can't put voidable years on top uh, to to lessen out the hit. Um, and, you know, upwards of $75 million, So we'll see if they're right. And that's too rich <laughs> um, for me. That's a good player. I'm not trying to say he isn't a good player because he's a good player. But that's great player money. And again, I've talked about the expectation, the build of that as well, especially in this particular market, which I think is a little bit worse than certain other markets. And I forget who we're, we were talking to last week. They explained, you know, the Eagles were really, really, uh, it's Jeff Mosher. It's Jeff Mosher from Inside the Birds. And he's right. The Eagles were really after Byron Jones uh, the year Miami just went overboard and paid him like he's the greatest corner in the history of football and he's not no. and sometimes he's a good player it's not 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 terrible but you know he's not that type of player and sometimes you know 
getting beat out in a situation like that is not the worst thing in the world because it forced the Eagles down other avenues to try to get a corner. And they got a much better corner in Darius Slay on the trade market. And then you start talking about you have to trade assets and you have to sign, you have to do this and that. But they got a better player and and, and, and in a more cost-effective way uh, than what they were shooting for. So I'm just very wary of those guys at the tippy top of the market and and that's Marcus Williams. Um, but, you know, again, I brought up Brandon Brooks. It can go in a positive fashion as well. I just, I'm not as high on, on that particular player as some people. I think he's nestled in as a good, not great player. Yeah, I think he's closer to great than good. And here's the other reason why I'll be disappointed if the Eagles aren't a player for a guy like him. Positions that the Eagles have need in. We know in the draft you shouldn't draft for need. You should just take potential, and your draft board is your guide, and you don't want to get too far away from that. I, I completely uh, understand and agree with the philosophy. Maybe I'm a little bit more flexible than some people, but you do need to stay locked into your draft board. You can't float off it altogether too much just to fill a need. Free agency is all about need. That's what free agency is for, to fill needs on your teams. You can directly target a position and go hard after it. Eagles needs this offseason. Pass rusher. Who's the Von Miller? Who do you want to call the best pass rusher? You Chandler got, Jones. You, got, uh, you think they have any chance on being in on either Von Miller or Chandler Jones? Um, well, they shouldn't be on in on Von Miller, but no, Von obviously wants to stay uh out on the West Coast. He might go back to Denver, but um any and he's too old uh, anyway for them to go in that direction. Chandler Jones, I've heard a surprising amount of whispers about, which would stun me, but because he's going to be really expensive. I was going to say Chandler Jones, 30, Von Miller, thirty-three. Chandler Jones, thirty-two. Is there yeah, a big I, I, one that well, one year I, the big difference? Oh, give me the younger Chandler Jones. Well, it, and I brought up, you know, Von's not coming here. That's an Aaron Rodgers situation. That that is the bigger part of it. Um, you know. Yeah, he's not coming to the East Coast. But Chandler would be willing. And, it, yeah, I wouldn't agree with that either. I mean, that's – Okay. That's, uh, that's, Jadavian Clowney? You, you want Jadavian Clowney? No, he's Mr. I, – I find it ironic that so many people in Philadelphia wanted Jadavian Clowney for so long. And all they talk about is sack numbers, sack numbers, sack numbers. And the guy's the king of the one-year deal. He never uh, uh, performs up to expectations because he's still got that number one overall pick pedigree and everybody, and he is a phenomenal athlete. He's a freak athlete, but he's never, I no, I don't want to. Right. Nor, nor, nor do I, but he would be along with say like Randy Gregory, the top four. Uh, now that's a guy who, as you know, but I can't count on him. I can't count on Randy Gregory. Right. You want Randy Gregory or you want Marcus Williams? Um, I would rather have Marcus Williams because yeah, so I know he's going to be there. Um, All right. So I, I other can't... other positions of need for the Eagles. Um, well, remember not... this is a two pronged thing too, Jody. So they can afford to be. Um, there's going to be edge rushers in the draft. They know they're going to get an edge rusher in the draft. They know it. They know it. They know they 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 can't get a safety in the draft that they say. Well, this guy's got a chance. They might get a nice prospect in the second round. They might even, you know, they, they might get somebody who turns into 
uh, a great player down the road, but there's no, and, and there's, I guess certainty is not the right word because there's no, there's never any certainty. We just talked about Jadavion Clowney never living up to expectations all the way at the top of the draft, but you feel more comfortable about getting an edge rusher in the draft than you do about getting a safety in the draft. So you almost have to, um, you have, you almost have to get a veteran safety. You don't have to get a veteran pass rusher. I think the Eagles will, because I think one of the things you want to use free agency for is to patch up every obvious need. So you don't have to go reaching on draft day. So that's the goal. So I think they'll bring in some type of name as a pass rusher, but there's not as much necessity to do that as there is at safety. All right. Do you think the line that you think Eagles would be big plays in the linebacker market? Top, top of the top of the group linebackers. Top of the group, no. But I think they they always sign one. You know, they always sign somebody off the heap. And how'd last year's heap and help work out? Well, you know, did did he did he last three quarters of a season? I think he made it through half, Wilson. He 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 lasted longer than he should have. Uh, I'll (laughs) say that they shouldn't have signed him. Uh, But you can go back to the Corey Nelson. He lasted longer than Corey Nelson. Remember Corey Nelson? No, don't feel bad because few do, but they played him up like, oh, this is a kid with some upside. He does. LJ Ford's the one guy with who sort of played a little bit in Pittsburgh and but for whatever reason never got a chance here. Um, and then he went to Baltimore and became a, a, a pretty good player, and that's a pretty good organization. Right. So the Eagles take some hits there. Paul Warlow, remember Paul Warlow? Poor Paul. Tore his ACL on the first play, Jody. The first play of OTAs. I remember it like yesterday. It was terrible. It was in the bubble. You heard the scream, and it's like, oh, first non-contact. There's no hitting in OTAs. So so Eagles and free agent linebackers are just a bad mix to begin with. So you're not playing for a linebacker. Cornerback? They're going to play top of the market free agency to have a one-two. Well, you could you could just put top of the market. I don't think they're going to be top of the market anywhere. Well, then shame on them. So they are coming off a playoff season and they're in good cap position and they are as committed to jet. And I know if they make a trade for Deshaun Watson, it's thirty-five million dollars coming this year. Everything changes. I get that, but they haven't made that deal yet. We don't know if they're going to make that deal. But if they've got a guy on a second round rookie contract with two more years to run on it, and you're telling me they can't play at the top of the market for one position, I got two words for the Philadelphia, three words for the Philadelphia Eagles. Shame on them. If you can't be a top of the market player in free agency, when you absorb the $33 million dead cap hit that you did with Carson Wentz, when you've got a quarterback who's making pennies on the dollar, if you can't play at the top of the market at one position, why the hell are the Eagles even competing? In well, I would I would say if there is one position, and again, I guess it depends what top of the market is. I mean, to me, it means like the one player. So if you want to say it's it's Marcus Williams at safety, J.C. Jackson, I believe, is has gotten to the market at corner, which stuns me to begin with. Uh, and that kind of tells you what he's going to get paid. Um, 
linebacker. Uh, who who was uh, the best linebacker out there? I'd have to look at Kip it. Kid from Green Bay, probably. Yeah, I'm not in love with him. Chandler Jones would probably be the best edge rusher. Interior. I don't know. Calais is still out there. He's he's, but I think he's going back to Baltimore anyway. Keem Hicks is aging. I, I don't. I don't. Offensive line. Teron Armstead. They're obviously they're not in the market for a for a tackle. Tight end. We talked about. Everybody's gone. Uh, running back is not relevant. Wide receiver. I mean, and and then quarterback obviously. So. If, if they're going to do it, it's going to be a wide receiver or safety uh, if, if they're going to do it. And, you know, who would you say is the best wide receiver available? And the, the best wide receivers all got kept. Yeah, Monte that's what Adams I mean. Didn't that's make what it. I mean. So if so it comes down to Allen. That's why I'm looking at a guy like Marcus Williams because the Saints were in such cap hell well, that they that, couldn't do something. Doesn't that give them. you a little pause, though, Jody? Because as you mentioned, everybody got kept. Everybody got kept. Right. So here's what you have to do if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. You have to take into consideration how a guy actually made it to the market. If the trend in the National Football League is all these guys are potential free agents and then getting a deal done, throwing the franchise tag, there are that many more avenues that you can keep, prohibit guys from getting to the free agent market. Well, how does one slip through the cracks? The New Orleans Saints are so over the cap that they couldn't come up with a deal. They couldn't come up with a creative way to keep Marcus Williams. That's why you target a guy like Marcus Williams. Yeah, but, you don't have to ask uh, yourself all right. the question, and I would how did say, he get capped? And I would say, you're right. They have some cap issues compared to other teams. But they, issues, they did, they're, they're $30 million over with two days to get under. Well, you know, a perfect example, I think, I don't know. Minnesota was fifteen million over. They get under with one deal. One deal. Uh, they're going to get under. I mean, they're 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 deep in conversations to get to Sean Watson, so they can do some things. I mean, they can do some things if they want to do some things. Um, and that's where, you know, there's this. You got to push money off to, you know, down down years down the road, and there are cap guys and. Our guy, Brad Spielberg, will tell you that's eventually going to come back to haunt you. And look, I'm not the salary cap expert. Those guys are. But I've yet to see him come back to haunt anybody. I I was sitting here preaching with Andrew Brandt last year as you like to take the victory laps, and that's your victory lap to take. So, uh, But I bought into I bought into all the cap people. They were the ones who tell me, no way the Eagles can do that. No way the Eagles could do it. Well, guess what? They did it. Yep. They did it. And now they're telling me New Orleans can't do this. New Orleans can't do that. And all of a sudden, New Orleans is a favorite to get to Deshaun Watson. And they can't keep Marcus Williams. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've been hit. I've See, been damaged you're helping, by Carson Wentz. You're, you're helping me make my argument for me. That's why they couldn't keep Marcus Williams. I'm sure they want to keep Marcus Williams, but which is more important, getting a safety or getting a quarterback? And the Eagles continue to say... Much more, much more. The quarterback, quarterback, right. So if they've got moves to make to get under the cap, which they have to do, but then get under it even more to be able to fit a guy in, they're saving all that for the quarterback position. Well, And and, and then you're playing, you know, because it's... 
you know, there's no guarantee you're getting the quarterback. If, if there was a guarantee, I'd say, yeah, all right, I'll make that trade easily. You know, who knows? They might even say, you know, I'm sure we're going to get to Tom Brady at some point. But, you know, you, you see the shift in Tampa. Oh, Brady's coming back. Let's get everybody done. Let's get the band back together. Well, if the Saints get to Sean Watson, you know, Marcus Williams is like, all right, right I'm going to be involved with this. You know, th- all, all this stuff can fit together in some kind of mosaic. But look, I'm not going to complain if the Eagles get Marcus Williams. If you're asking me, I, I don't think I don't think they're going to be at the tippy top, and that's why I've centered on Justin Reed and for other reasons as well. There's been agents whispering that name in, in, in the Eagles, and it might be contingency. They might say, hey, let's shoot for the stars. They've done it before. I just brought up Byron Jones. Let's shoot for the stars. Let's go for the best player. If we can't get the best player, then you have a contingency plan. Um I'm not going to complain if they get the player. I would just be, I think he's going to get overpaid because of where he is in the market. That's that's my only point. And if uh, Reed's a plan B, I'll be okay. Same way you'll be okay with Marcus Williams, depending on how much the contract is. I'd be the same with Reed. But yeah, I'm not ready to move to plan B yet. Uh, I still want to implement plan A, which is get the best available free agent at a position of need. The Eagles are in position to do that under the cap. That's what I think they should be doing. All right. Yeah. All Eagles talk for the first 25 minutes. John mentioned there was a kind of big announcement in the National Football League <laughs> yesterday. Came down while yours truly was on the air on CBS Sports Radio last night. We had a guest planned. I had my producer. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we won't be talking about the odds on the upcoming tournament. We're going to stick with Brady's back conversation for the next hour and change. John and I are going to talk about it plenty when we come back. Tom Brady's back. As are Mac and Mac on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We are the Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365 after a weekend getting ready, gearing up for free agency or legal life tampering today. Forget the free agency on Wednesday. Plenty of Birds topics for us to kick around. Um, certainly the quarterback position is still part of the conversation. Uh, John Mac, Johnny Mac, I had a chance to talk to a different Johnny Mac. Uh, Johnny uh, from down in uh, Houston, John McClain. Uh, on my CBS show on Friday night. And he gave me an interesting point of view on Deshaun Watson because John's connection to the Texans is as good as any beat writer in the country. Um, he's one of the best in the National Football League, right? They cover the entire league, but uh, his sources within the organization are as good as there are with anyone else in, in the league. Um, and he certainly said there is zero chance of mending fences in uh, Houston. Uh-huh. He just took that right away. Jody, zero. Not not five percent, not two percent, zero. He will never play another game for the Texans. He wants no part of it, he being Deshaun Watson, and the Texans want no part of it. He said, but the Texans are gonna get what they need to get in exchange for him. If you think Deshaun Watson is going to rule the roost and hold it over the Texans, that he will be the one who dictates where they go and he will not be flexible with them. He said, the Texans will make them sit another year. Now, I'd never heard this before, that they were going to play very hard line, hard ball with Deshaun Watson, that they're going to get what they want. If they can, if they can use one team's leverage against another to get a team to come up and get very close to the price that they want, then they'll do what they got to do just to get the deal over and done with. But if let's say Deshaun Watson decides he wants to be a Carolina Panther because he's a former Clemson player um, and that he just like he did last year, Miami or bust was his stance. And they actually had some traction on a deal with the Dolphins. But then the owner, the fruitcake Dolphin owner came out. And said, <laughs> I, I, yeah. And get all the 20 of those lawsuits settled immediately. Then we'll get a deal. In done. 10 minutes. He got 10 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Nice job there, buddy. Um, but let's say he decides that Carolina is the place for him, even though uh, Carolina could have been in the bidding last year and he wanted they Miami. They were in the so. bidding. He wouldn't waive it for Carolina. Right. So, so uh, yeah. if you're not going to Miami because they've closed the door, which, as John McMullen likes to note, not under oath. They can you open can the door. You can close the door. You can open the door just yeah. as easily. So while Miami's out for this minute, they could get back in very easily. But assuming they are actually out, the Sean Watson's going to have a – uh, number one choice, but that doesn't mean it's his only choice. John really emphasized this with me that the the Panthers were going to play somewhat hardball, and that they're gonna they're gonna have a minimum price they're gonna need for Deshaun Watson. And if they're not getting it, they're not trading him just because that's the place that he wants to go. They would be willing to suck it up and have him sit for another entire year. Now, maybe this is them just wanting to get the message out, and John McClain is a pretty damn good vehicle for it, that they're going to be as hardline as they are. But the Sean Watson, the other thing John told me was, it killed him to not play this year. 
that he was around the team. He didn't practice with him, but he was in the facilities. So you had a chance to at least witness him, even though he didn't talk to anybody because under advisement of his attorney, he didn't talk about anything. But uh, from John's sources, it was absolutely killing him not to play. So if he wants to come back and play this year, not just sit and collect his check in Houston again this season, he's going to have to have some flexibility in his game, which brings the Philadelphia Eagles back into the conversation. Because one of the reasons both you and I, but more so you, you've been harping on this and you were right to do, Deshaun Watson wasn't coming to Philadelphia. Last year, when the prior to the season, when the conversations were being had, he just flat out said no, and he was going to be hardline and take his stance and say, you can't trade me. And he did sit out an entire year because of it. This is a different year and a different story, and the Eagles are a more viable option than they ever have been during the last 12 months. Yeah, they're a more viable option for a number of other reasons as well, and we talked about the -the on-the-field stuff and then Nick Sirianni, uh, you know, was sort of a, I don't want to say joke, but he wasn't well regarded after the Eagles hired him. Um, and all of a sudden he looks like one of the better young coaches in the league. Cause Hey, guess what? Introductory press conference don't mean zilch, uh, Jody, as you know. Um, and, and then we talk about the development of Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard. So there's more weapons, <clears throat> Then it looked like at this time last year in Philadelphia, and that would be uh, helpful to a quarterback, obviously. Um, You know, it's interesting because I have heard what John said, you know, that the Texans are going to use what leverage they have to not, you know, have to take pennies on the dollar uh, because Deshaun's only going to play in one spot. Um, But, you know, to me, that's a little bit of, uh, bravado for this reason because remember if he doesn't play another year and and john's also right and you know Deshaun wants to play Deshaun knows he's got to get on the field because the longer you're off the field the more questions are going to be developed but also there's diminishing diminishing returns from houston's perspective if they play hardball and say okay sit and he sits for another year and they blame it on the civil suits or whatever and he sits for another year guess what you can talk about, well, he's still only 27, 28, whatever it'll be at the time. He, he hasn't played in two calendar years. You're not getting three first-round picks for a guy with all that baggage who hasn't played for uh, uh, two calendar years. It's going to be diminishing returns from their perspective as well. So this thing is going to get done. Houston's going to try to to use as much leverage. I mean, everybody in the league also knows he wants the, they want his guaranteed money off the books. By by the 16th, by by March 16th, they want it done. So this Which, does let me let me just interrupt for a second. You think that's happening? I think there's a good chance it's gonna happen. Yeah, I say no way. I think it's a good chance you're gonna get that bomb on right before the new league year. And and you know what's interesting from the Eagles perspective, you know, the reports came out yesterday that now, and here's Houston using its leverage. Deshaun's willing to meet with potential suitors. He's willing to meet with Carolina. He's willing to meet this with Seattle. I mentioned New Orleans. I don't think he'd have any issue with New Orleans. Um, Cleveland uh, is out of left field now. And, you know, we also talked about how many suitors are going to, that might help the Eagles. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, more teams popped up. 
because more Tampa. teams are quarterback. At, at least Tampa came out of the mix. Well, Tampa. That, came that out. was one you got to put yeah. in the win column for yeah. the Eagles getting that's Deshaun true. Watson. But it's only increased the value. So he is willing. So that door was kicked ajar, Jody. That door, he won't play here, was ajar. And yet you haven't heard a peep about the Eagles, which could be Howie doing his clandestine thing and waiting for the big bomb. Or it could be that they bought into this. I will say, I remember we talked about this and how fluid it. Well, what if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver? Tom Brady retired. Uh, what if Russell Wilson's out of conference ends up? He did go he out did. of conference at least one. Oh, it could be wide open in the NFC. All of a sudden, boom, <laughs> it ain't wide open anymore. You're still dealing with Tom Brady. You're still dealing with Aaron Rodgers. You're still dealing with Matthew Stafford. Okay, maybe you got rid of Russell Wilson. Um, I am very surprised that the Eagles are not, you know, storming, storming the beach here. I am very surprised, Jody. I am very, very surprised. But and either Howie... they're playing it very close to the best. I thought they would have saw that door, and I thought, you talk about going all for it and free agency, I thought they would have kicked the door down to go all in. How he, how he can be stealth when he needs to. He and can be, and that's why I leave that out there. Here's here's why I would understand it if that's the case, but I'll also uh, throw some cold water on my own <laughs> line of thinking. They just came off watching the Carson Wentz implosion here in town because the coach decided to pull him with three games to go. Deservedly so. Let's get on the record about that again. I would have done it earlier. <laughs> Carson Wentz was that bad. I would have pulled the plug earlier than Doug did. But Doug pulled the plug, and that imploded the whole Carson Wentz situation. They had to try take the $33 million cap hit. So if it's out there that the Eagles are aggressively pursuing uh, Deshaun Watson and he doesn't end up here in Philadelphia, now you got a quarterback whose head is spinning in Jalen Hurts. They tried so hard to replace me. Now they want to turn around and make me the franchise guy. They don't really trust me. They don't really back me. The Eagles just been there, done that, don't want to do it again. And they're on record as saying Jalen Hurts is their guy. And then if they go hard after Deshaun Watson, don't get him. Who's going to ever believe anything that Howie Roseman says? So I'll cut him some slack in that if he's doing it on the radar, it's probably the smarter way to do it. But here's the one thing that uh, I, I, if I was Howie, if it had to come out in the open that they're aggressively pursuing Watson, I'd be okay with it. Jalen Hurts is not Carson Wentz. Nope. Carson Wentz, we have found out, is a sensitive little psyche who can't handle anything going not his way. Any little hump he's got to get over, he stumbles and falls. Jalen Hurts is a uh, uh, strong-willed, in-charge leader, take the good with the bad kind of guy. If it goes down that way, you're not going to get the same results of, how dare you bench me? You must trade me, Carson Wentz's scenario. Jalen Hurts will roll with the punches. And he'll come back and he'll do what he'll have to do if he is the quarterback of the Eagles. So I think if this does become public knowledge that the Eagles are going after Deshaun Watson the same way other teams in the league are, I think they'll be okay with it because Hurts is as good as he is. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you with Jalen Hurts. It's not going to be effective. He's not going to uh, be the shrinking violet. He's not going to uh, fall into 
uh, a bunk if uh, it, it becomes public that the Eagles want Deshaun Watson and they can't get him and it ends up they have to go with Jalen Hurts. So that to me is the most key point. I do think the Eagles should have learned something from the Carson Wentz uh, issue. But again, everything is is contextual in the fact it comes down to the players. They now know the player they have well enough to know it's not going to affect them. So it doesn't have to it doesn't have to um, go down the same route when it comes to kid gloves and treatment. And by the way, Carson Wentz is not the only quarterback like that. There's more quarterbacks like Carson Wentz than there are like Jalen Hurts, to be honest. They're all you've seen it now. You even seen it with Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. You know, he's he retires for 40 days. I mean, it, there's so much stinking drama around these guys. We've created this, you know, diva. Everybody talks about divas and wide receivers. There's no more divas in the world than quarterbacks in the NFL. So Jalen Hurts is the rare one, not Carson Wentz. Right, but um, here's, here's the difference between Carson and some of the other guys you're referring to. Well, they can play. They Aaron Rodgers had a hissy fit all last offseason. Didn't come into camp. Don't know if I ever – I'll potentially retire. I'll host Jeopardy. And then he came in and won the MVP. Yeah. Carson well, yeah, Wentz bitches and moans, gets yeah. himself traded out of town, and then goes and blows a playoff spot for the Colts the last couple weeks of the season. There's being a diva and then the, talking the talk and then walking the walk. Carson talks the talk and falls flat on his face. That's a yeah. pretty significant difference, John. Huge difference. But I'm just saying that the, the environment creates the diva-like mentality. You're right. If you're going to be a diva, it's best to be Aretha Franklin than some, yeah. you know, somebody <laughs> playing, you know, uh, the Woodline Lodge at uh, 12 o'clock on a Saturday night. So, um, yeah, if you're going to be a diva, be the best diva. But, I, it, you know. I always go back to a Jerry Seinfeld quote of all people, the the legendary comedian, and he, you know, he was talking about selling deals and making deals, and you know, and he, and he always said, and he's not the first to say it, but he said it's it's show business, it's not show friends, um, and 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 that's the thing. And you might remember this story. I'll throw this out, Jody. Uh, when Larry Brown was here coaching the Sixers, um the Larry Hughes draft, who was a, you know, was darn good basketball player. Um, uh, Larry evidently had promised him and his family that the Sixers yep. were taking him if he was there. And all of a sudden, Paul Pierce drops. And oh. nobody thought Paul Pierce was dropping the Sixers at the time. Nobody. And for whatever reason, um, Paul Pierce started to drop, started to drop. And Larry wanted to take him, but he promised Larry Hughes and his family that he was going to take Larry – and he stuck to his promise. It ain't it ain't show business. It ain't show friends, Larry. It's show business. And the Eagles can't get caught up in that nonsense. They can't get caught up. They love Jalen Hurts. They love the kid. They love him as a person, as a player, the work ethic, all the intangibles they always talk about. It's show business. It's business. It's business. It's business. I am stunned they are not storming the beach, Jody. I was uh, doing middays on WIP at the time with my buddy Glenn Macnow. And we talked about the draft all the way up until the draft and came in the next morning after the Sixers did what they did. I had been talking up Larry Hughes. I thought that Larry Hughes was going to be a value pick for the 76ers. I had gotten some information that the Sixers, a.k.a. Larry Brown, were big fans of Larry Hughes. 
And sure enough, the Sixers take Larry Hughes. So we go on the end, next day, Mac knows You got to be ecstatic. They took the kid that you wanted. You said Larry Hughes. They ended up picking Larry Hughes. Great job by you, Jody Mac. How excited are you? I said, well, no, I'm actually kind of disappointed and picked off. I said, what the hell are you talking about? I said, I had no idea Paul Pierce was coming down the draft board to them. How did they pass on Paul Pierce for Larry Hughes? So, yes, yeah, so I remember it like it was only yesterday. I get your point. Your point is right that you 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 can't let uh, my point to Larry Brown should have been back then. I hadn't been partnered with you yet. My different Mac partner. Uh, you're not under oath, Larry. You say anything or make any promise you want. And then you need to do what's best for your organization. And that is take the best player, who of course, turned out to be Paul Pierce over uh, Larry Hughes. That that history is now well written. All right. One other uh, uh, Jalen Hurts point. Did you see this stuff over the weekend with Josiah Anderson? Um, um, about his social media? Is that, yes. That's, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was. Just um, don't call ridiculous. I'd really like to know what she's got against Eagles. Because she oh, had... I, I didn't even know she did it. Uh, oh, yeah, it was her. Oh, it was no. her who said, are you noticing that uh, in Jalen Hurts' social media, he's putting down location Houston? Is there something afoot with a trade for the Sean Watson? <laughs> I didn't know because a bunch of fans contacted me and, and said, did Jalen Hurts take Eagles off his social media? Right. And I said, uh, you know, I don't pay that close attention to it. Um, but I think because he's got those two, and I got to look it up. I, I don't think he's ever had Eagles on, on never, his Twitter. Never. It's never been part of his social media. Now when yeah, uh, hashtag untamed hashtag rare breed, that's been up there for a while. And that was sort of some kind of, um, I forget the marketing campaign he was doing. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's from Houston. I, I, you know, I yeah. Know, which I, Josiah Anderson, uh, chose to not acknowledge and to her adding her questioning. I assume she didn't know of her own. I mean, look, I don't know where every NFL player grew up. Um, I happen to cover the Eagles, so I know where Jalen grew up. You know, sometimes you look it up, sometimes you don't. Um, she probably didn't know. If I'm you're going to make a, if you're going to make a point of it via social media or on the air or in a column or whatever else. Yeah, I think you're damn well responsible well, you to look something check. like that yeah. up to find out that he's from Houston, that Houston has been his location on his social media profile forever. Well, that I agree with. Yeah, you should you should go, oh, what? That's interesting. If that's the road you're going to go down, you, 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 you have to ask yourself as a jerk, why are you going down well, that she, road? She did, and she just assumed. She drew, drew a conclusion. Ooh, Houston, there's one Watson. Is that why he's in Houston now? Yeah. Are the Eagles going to trade him in the package to get the Sean Watson? She pulled two out of left field, two out of left field, and tried to come up with four and fell flat on her face. Yeah, that's weird, too, because she could probably call uh, Nicole Lynn, uh, who's Jalen Hurts' agent, um, and clear that up in about 10 seconds or text. I, I don't know. I don't know, Jody. Yeah, it's not good. I, I got bombarded with... The Jalen Hurts movie, uh, I'm like, uh, uh, here we go. Because I hate when players do that. Players have done that. Oh, um, Kyler Murray just did it. Yeah. Took every mention of the Cardinals off his social like, media. I, you and know, it's a firestorm. Just, just get off social media for an hour. Just get off it. I mean, 
I, I, the only reason I'm on it is because we have to be on it as, as people in the media. And I've said this and watched, Jody. Whenever I hope we do, uh, uh, what show are we on? 231, I'm going to go. 231. This would be show number uh, 230. 231 Ooh. will be tomorrow. Uh, very close. I hope we're here doing show 1230. But whenever I walk away from this industry, you will not see me on social media. Period. Period. Really? No. I, it's a cesspool of just awful people. And no, no, I won't. I won't go near it uh, once I once I retire from this particular industry. Uh, maybe I'll look at it for news, you know, but I'm not engaging with it. I mean, it's it's a waste of time. Nobody wants to hear information, actual facts. So, um, so number one, when that kind of stuff happens, oh, certain so, so and so deleted his Cardinals pictures from Instagram. Like, uh, I'm like, what have we created with this? And I talked about Divas. You know, just stop it. Stop. Yeah, anyway, ne- that's my I'll, soapbox. Yeah. I'll never be able to get off Twitter uh, when I stop doing soapbox. this stuff, too. Uh, I I do enjoy the engage. Sometimes I just I, I can tell when someone oh, uh, yeah. goes to me if Mute. they're just looking to be an idiot and a troll yeah. and I won't engage with them. But every once in a while, you get someone asking a legitimate question that you can go back and forth with. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't think I'll be giving up Twitter. I'm hoping, too, that we get to the 1,200 uh, stage of shows. This is only 2.30. We got a long way to go to get there, Johnny Mac. We got a long way to go to uh, get to the end of the show today. Our buddy from Tip, and this is funny because I reached out to John yesterday and said, what do you think? Uh, national stuff. How about Rob Motti tomorrow? See if he'd be willing to Perfect hop on. choice. Perfect choice. And that was before Tom Brady retired. And Motti these days is on the West Coast of Florida and does a lot of buck stuff. He gets his you-know-what back up to Philadelphia because he's an Eagle guy at heart. But those are the two squads he's on mostly, and we'll have Rob Motti next hour join us. Uh, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Brady and the effects it has on the NFC overall. Certainly, we talked about the quarterback market takes the bucks out of the Deshaun Watson bidding, but there are other implications and other red dominoes that will fall with the Brady return to Tampa. We'll talk about it next year on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. John McMone, Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds. 365, our buddy Rob Motti from the Associated Press going to join us about 25 minutes from now, uh, some of thereabouts, and certainly we'll hit Motti with some TB12 questions, TB2B back in Tampa Bay, which I'll take some uh, shots across the bow with uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, well, let me go there. You're, you've been a football guy for how many years now you've been covering the league? Uh I don't know, twenty something, Jody. I don't like to. It's depressing to try to nail it down. No, it's not. Be proud. I've been doing this sports talk stuff for 20, thirty 20, plus years. So. Twenty three, twenty four, okay. somewhere. Yeah, uh, I've been doing it longer than you, so don't uh, think that uh, that in any way diminishes what you do on a daily basis. Um, but are you a fan of pro football talk? Uh, yeah, I. I Probably not. I'd be more of no than yes. Too much aggregation, too much. Uh, uh, uh. I remember how, remember, I remember how Mike got popular. And one of the things was, you remember the countdown he used to have of how many players were arrested? He used arrested, to do the yeah, days. The, the blotter. And, 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 and police now, blotter. Yeah, the police blotter. And I used to write, I remember I used to write columns about Look, I, I thought, and I said it at the time, NFL players would get a bad rap, and I got the FBI statistics. And compared to the general public in their age group, they were arrested less than – but nobody put this context out there, and everybody can get it. I mean, the FBI numbers are, are public. Um, I thought it was very unfair. Now, a lot of – obviously, NFL players are very high profile, so obviously it becomes news if they get do something bad. Um, understandably so. And there's a lot of context to that in that, and I'm getting off in a wormhole in that, you know, they have the ability and means to not, you know, fall into bad things like maybe the average 23 right. year old kid on the street. So there's a lot of context to it, but I only bring that up because 
now he's taking this moral high ground and, uh, on everything, and he's looking down on people. And I'm like, that's you. Uh, I, I just turn me off. But okay. anyway, I'm, I'm a big Florio fan. I enjoyed the police blotter. And the reason it was fair was because you don't compare NFL players to John Q. Public. You compare NFL players to NBA players, NHL players, MLB players. Those are in the same socioeconomic position that NFL players are. And yeah, there are more. Well, you see, it isn't there though now, Jody. It's not there. It went away for a reason. He doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, because somebody, somebody in the league twisted his arm. I guarantee mm. you that that's the case. It, like, what, what is it you like to call them? Information brokers. Yeah, yeah. Flor Florio likes to have his fair share of information too to make his site re relevant. And someone told him, "Hey, get off the police blotter thing." Would be my guess. I don't know that for a fact, but that would be my guesstimate as to why he did. Uh, he's doing much less of that than he's done before. I'm a big fan. I think the site is great. I think his information is great. But uh, every once in a while, Mike, as you just pointed out, gets on a soapbox and and hard hammers a point home. And over the last several weeks, Tom Brady to the San Francisco 49ers, if you read Florio, was a fait accompli. That he was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers owe it to Brady to allow. He took a restructured contract to help the team. They can't now hold him to that contract. Well, they sure as hell can, Florio. What the hell are you talking about? He, he restructured it. He could have said, I, I mentioned this last night on CBS, um, the Jason Kelsey contract. Jason was actually under contract, but he had a poison pill in there that the Eagles would have had to pay him $30 million if they just held him to that contract. No, he had to renegotiate it. It was a foregone conclusion. You can put certain things in place so that the team isn't holding you hostage because you've got another year on your contract. Uh, he's going to San Francisco. He was so over the top about Brady's coming back and he's going to be a 49er. It was ridiculous. No, Tampa was never letting him walk out the door. If he was going to play football in the NFL in 2022, he was going to do so as a Tampa Bay Buck. And the other, who's that uh, knucklehead former NFL player who's a talk show host in uh, uh, San Diego now? Oh, uh, yeah. Bent um, over backwards to say, Oh, you know, Tom wasn't happy with Bruce Arians. Yeah. And he and uh, Byron Leftwich would put in all the work during the week, and then Arians would come in with a red marker. Yeah, that and was a story. The whole for... play sheet. Yeah, what happened was... to that? If Brady was, was so uh, on the different page than Bruce Arians, why the hell is he going back to the Buccaneers now? That was the story for 48 hours. I forget. Uh, yeah, it was a former offensive line. Then I got to figure out uh, his name is uh, escaping me. And then, yeah, same here. you know, I, I the Twitter, you. the Twitter police, you know, went looking. Oh, he used to be a teammate with so-and-so. So he must be. And then that poor guy is getting crap because they think he leaked it to. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was a mess. But yeah. Look, I, 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 I think Mike's on to something. I'll be fair to Mike. I think he was on to something that Tom would have liked to finish up in San Francisco. I think Tom's wanted to be in San Francisco for a long time, to be honest. But, yeah, I mean, we just talked about it with, with, with Larry Brown and Paul Pierce and Larry Hughes. We talked about it with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Business. I mean, why? And Bruce Arian said that right away. Ah, no, we're not. You know what? That what? What would that do for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Letting them play for for a team in the conference who, by the way, was you know that close to the Super Bowl. And is obvious if if they had a quarterback, um, 
And hey, John Lynch had his chance for all the accolades he gets. Um, he should have went and gotten the Tom Brady, and he was the one doing the hand bring hand wringing and saying, "Well, he's too old. You know, how could you keep playing at forty three at that level?" Nothing certain in life, but if San Francisco got Tom Brady when they could have gotten Tom Brady, I'm pretty sure they'd have a Super Bowl, uh, another Super Bowl ring. And that, that's fair enough. And again, this is uh, some possibilities, but certainly based on speculation as to what San Francisco did or didn't think. Uh, we know what they did. They didn't act upon it. What Tom Brady actually wanted to achieve when he left New England, whether it was San Francisco first and Tampa was a fallback position, nobody knows for sure. And if Florio was getting his information from the Tampa uh, the uh, Brady side, more power to him. If you got a good source, you got to use your good source. But the way that he crafted it as if the Bucks were just going to allow it to happen, that they were going to uh, kiss Tom Brady goodbye. It'll do more work, Tom. Find out that the Bucks meant what they said when they said, we'll leave a light on for you. Oh, by the way, Bruce Aaron said, yeah, well, we would potentially trade him. We'd start the bidding at five first-round draft picks for a 44-year-old quarterback. Yeah, that kind of tells me they have no intention of trading him anywhere, and that's why he's back with the Bucks. So even though I'm a big Mike Florio and Pro Football Talk fan. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That was a complete swing and a miss on their part. So Brady's back in Tampa. They immediately get Ryan Jensen done as well because Brady reached out and said... Alec Marpet's not coming back, though. There was a lot of speculation that uh, he would come back, but he's not coming back, so... Allie's yeah, happy. I, was I he guess. 29 years old? And he yeah, retired, John? very young. Yeah. Played seven seasons. Really good player. Yeah. Just made a lot of money. There's more, you know, I wouldn't say it. It, it doesn't happen a lot. I remember when Chris Borland did this because he was worried about the concussion issues after a great rookie season for San Francisco, by the way. Um, and he just flat, he just retired and said, you know what? This isn't worth it. And I, I'm not going to say there's a ton of those guys, but more and more each year just say, you know what? I, I've made enough money. I don't want to be crippled um, 
later in my life or dealing with uh, degenerative brain diseases and, and just walk away. Um, and he's walking away. I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised. I thought when Tom came back, I thought that would be the next domino pretty quickly. And he's, you know, come out twice now and said, nope, he got married. He's happy. He's made about $40 million. You only need a certain amount of money. So, um, they, Alex Cap is a free agent. So it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, they had some issues protecting Tom uh, in the playoffs, you know, mainly because Tristan Wirfs got hurt uh, against the Eagles. That was a devastating. And so did Ryan and, Jensen. And Jensen got hurt. Yeah. They, they're missing he, their two best offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah. most teams, the, the, the Bucks aren't the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's one of the things we don't give enough time to and talk about here on, on our show or anywhere else for that matter. The Eagles had offensive line injuries all last year, and they survived it because they got great offensive line depth. Tampa yeah. doesn't have that. And Mitch yeah. Marpet next year will no. be something that they're going to have to uh, adjust. And to Alex Cap is a free agent. So that that's a guy who's going to get paid um, because there's, you know, Cincinnati, some people have speculated because they're desperate for offensive linemen. Um, yeah, they, they, they got some work to do, but pretty confident that they're going to be in the mix <laughs> next year. I've given up on predicting father time catching up to Tom Brady. So um, I forget who it was late last season who said he wasn't going to retire. Um, but I remember the quote, the quote was, why would he retire? He's got all the answers to the test and he did retire, <laughs> but not really. No. And he's got all the answers to the test. So, you know, they've made it easier. You know, quarterbacks aren't as much danger as they once were. You know, in a different era, maybe you can't play to this level. But they can now because they protect them so much. And you got all the answers to the test. As long as the wife lets you out of the house, why not? And I had a Brady hater on CBS uh, Sports Radio last night on my phone line. Uh, the NFL put him in a pink shirt so he can't be touched. And I'll well, go ahead nobody and can be touched. Uh, it's not just Tom Brady. Exactly. Nobody can be touched. That, that's what I said. Oh, and Brady and Belichick, I'll go ahead and predict it right now. That's going to be next year's Super Bowl. I said, well, then why didn't they do that this year? If if the NFL is rigging everything and dictates everything and controls the referees and the replay officials, why didn't well, Brady Jody, and Belichick Obviously, the they wanted the Rams and Bengals in the Super Bowl for their passionate fan bases and I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you fix it to get the Rams and the Bengals in there? Ridiculous. Yeah, that's absurd. Yeah, that's but those are the, when you open up the phones, that's some of the stuff that you have to deal with. And I did have to deal with it last night. All right, want to jump back to uh, Eagles and the defensive side of the ball? Two key guys, big time star players in the National Football League. One on the Eagles. One should have been on the Eagles. Uh, on the Eagles, of course, is Fletcher Cox. A uh, couple more reports around information guys around the NFL that there is interest in Fletcher Cox, Cox around the National Football League. There are some teams that have cap flexibility that might not uh, want to pay, overpay for a Vaughn Miller or whatever else because they're okay at the defensive end position. But teams that have 
big-time needs at the defensive tackle position that may be willing to trade for a guy like Fletcher Cox. We know the Eagles explored it leading up to the trade deadline. Trade they wanted wasn't there. Fletcher's relationship and play under his new defensive coordinator certainly improved over the second half of the season after a slow start. Well, we've got a year under our belts. Jonathan Gannon is back as the defensive coordinator. Fletcher Cox is a year further into his contract, which means the dead cap money hit would be that much less this year than it would have been in season last year. How real is the possibility that the Eagles could trade Fletcher Cox this offseason, John? Pretty real. <clears throat> you know, when this came out, I think it was Ian Rappaport. You know, we talked about information brokers earlier in the show. You know, this stuff comes out for a reason. Um, it, you know, it, it's just that. So, you know, Ian's getting the money, uh, getting the information from Fletcher's agent or the Eagles. Um, somebody wants this information out there and is floating, as I called it, it, to use a political term, a trial balloon to see what, what happens. So, you know, it's pretty clear. The Eagles were very close to trading Flair. Fletcher Cox at the trade deadline last year. Um, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas were in on it. Uh, it nearly got done. And we know he wasn't happy with the defensive scheme early last season. Then when it became clear, you know, you got to make the best of it for the rest of the season. The Eagles took off. Fletcher started playing a little bit better. And, you know, everything's copacetic. It's interesting because there's a little bit of a mystery and I'm still trying to figure out because on paper, it looks like you can't trade Fletcher Cox until after June 1st, um, pre June 1st, you'd be taking on 41 million in dead money, which is more than Carson Wentz last year. Twenty, but the, the more problematic part was, 26 million um you lose in cap space now post june 1st that goes all the way down to 12.9 million of dead money which is fine and you gain 2 million a little over 2 million in cap space so from that standpoint obviously the eagles would be soft peddling this um they would wait till after June 1st. And obviously, if you're going to trade the guy after June 1st, you're talking about draft picks in 2023, not 2022. Um, plus, you also have to remember June 1st, most teams have already made their plans. They populated their offseason rosters. You don't have as much leverage at that point. You got to wait to the trade deadline and everything rolls over. Um, however... <laughs> There's some evidently, according to a bunch of cap guys, our own Brad Spielberger, we have on this show, Jason Fitzgerald of Over the Cap, have said there's this weird option that's so complicated they can't explain it on Twitter, which goes again that Howie Roseman's ability to man manipulate the cap, and also Jake Rosenberg, who people don't know, but is sort of Howie's right hand man when it comes to contracts um, that would make it easier to trade Fletcher Cox before June 1st. 
but I have heard no explanation from the from the numbers that are publicized. They would almost have to trade them after June first, but these guys keep saying there's there's this little thing in there, and it's a, a small path that evidently they could ignite this option and and it would be easier to trade Fletcher Cox. And I wish I could explain it to you, but they haven't explained it to me. So I can't get, get the, who's your buddy? Uh, Howie's right hand man. The Brad contract. Spielberger. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, Jake Rosenberg. Jake, well, get him yeah, on the phone. Jake's not, Come on, you and Jake are tight. You're like this. Yeah. Jake's not, uh, Giving up any of the family secrets. He's, he's uh, not returning your text these days, Jake Rosenberg. Oh, that's uh, a yeah. Yeah. Give, give it a shot. Um, so I wanted to ask you about Fletcher, and then there was one other uh, move that was made over the weekend that I wanted to get your take on. Um, Khalil Mack was traded by the Bears to the Chargers. I got to be honest with you, John. I don't understand this a little bit. Bears made the big play to get Mac, paid a ton in draft capital a couple of years ago, came in, changed that Chicago defense. The Bears went to the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback two years running, which yeah, means was, they made was, it to the playoffs because of their defense, which means they went to the playoffs because of Khalil Mack. He was and, unbelievable uh, when he first got to Chicago, yeah. And he, he had an injured year this year. He missed, I think, 10 games. I think he played in seven out of 10. He still got six sacks. Who led the Eagles in sacks, by the way, this year? Was uh, Josh Sweat? Uh, Javon Hargrave and Josh Sweat tied, I believe, with seven what? and a half. Seven and a half. So uh, <laughs> Khalil Mack missed 10 games, 10 out of 17, and he would have only been a, a sack and a half off the Philadelphia Eagle lead. Um, so <laughs> when a guy does what he did this week, oh man, that was weird. I got my TV here. I got it on mute. And for some reason, the volume just kicked back in. Uh, uh, listen to happens. Peter Schrager there. I'm sorry about that, uh, folks, but I didn't touch anything. I don't know how that happened. Maybe it was because of Khalil Mack. My TV is trying to tell me, you're right, Jody. The Eagles should have been in on the bidding for Khalil Mack. Johnny Mark, uh, Johnny Mack keeps telling me they're not playing at the top of the market. And certainly Khalil Mack is there because he's scheduled to make $63 million over the next three years, $20 million plus player. I would have loved to see Khalil Mack and Eagle Green. Uh, second round draft pick is certainly the Eagles, something they could afford. They've got three ones. You trade down a little bit, you cover that second round pick quite easily uh, with maneuvers this year. Do you think they missed out by not getting a guy like Khalil Mack? Well, he is he is a, a difference maker if he's healthy, to say the least. I mean, he is a monster. You talk about that year he had in Chicago, where he's, uh, I, I mean, he was making a play every game. He was, you know, it was a sack, it was a strip sack, it was a, a forced fumble. I think he led the NFL in forced fumbles. Uh, they had so many turnovers that year as a defense. He was the engine to it all. Um, you know, he was just a great, great player. Uh, certainly, uh, if he was not the best edge rusher, certainly in the conversation. You know, things move fluidly. I That was his first year in Chicago, so I'd have to look it up. But it's 2018 or 2019, somewhere in that range. 
um, still has been dominant um, every year until last year, as he mentioned, where he where he was uh, out for a bit. And then you start talking about 31-year-old guy, makes a ton of money from Chicago standpoint, you know, we're, we're not a position all, all we're not a position to compete right now. And they probably aren't in, in a division with Aaron Rodgers, who's you know, going to torture that division for uh, a few more years, probably, you know, there, do we want to pay this guy when, when we're going to be, it's this whole modern mindset, Jody, you know, it, more and more GMs think this way. In that we're not ready to compete, so why are we paying this guy this much money? And then they dump him, and they get the draft capital, and they say, when we're all ready to compete, we'll have younger players. And even if we are, Khalil Mack will be a descending player by the time we're ready to compete. I don't necessarily agree with it. I say it all the time. Every But they have Justin Fields. Concentrate on developing Justin Fields. We all have this – the Eagles are having this conversation, right? Cost-effective quarterback on his his first contract. And then when he gets to his second contract, you got to pay him a boatload of money. Well, why are you trying to maximize building around Justin Fields? I don't know. This is this chicken and the egg. Uh, Maybe they have no confidence in their ability to develop Justin Fields. I don't know. I don't understand this mindset, though. I can tell you that, Jody. But they bring in a defensive-minded head coach and their big offseason move is to remove Khalil Mack from the lineup. If they got, and I know quarterbacks are completely different, you look at football players as football players. You really can't. You need to look at the quarterbacks as quarterbacks and then everyone else as football players. So I know there's a whole different set of rules, but Russell Wilson gets you what Russell Wilson gets you. Uh, Russell Wilson in the rankings of quarterbacks is probably not even close to where Khalil Mack is in the rankings. And I'll go defensive players, not even uh, linebackers. I'll go front seven players. He's that good that he ranks ahead of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson gets you two ones, two twos, Noah Fant, and Khalil Mack gets you a second-round draft pick. Yeah. Well, you'll see, you know, if the Eagles do trade, Fletcher Cox, it'll be like, you know, second round pick. They got offered a second round pick and a third round pick last year, but um, something of that nature. Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks are different. So you set them aside. Um, But it's interesting because the Chargers who acquired Khalil Mack, they're in that situation right now. Justin Herbert's farther, far, farther along than Justin Fields. They seem ready to poise and they go out and get and they're built. So they're doing what people say you should do. All right. They have the cost effective quarterback for at least a short amount of time. Let's go get everything around them and try to make a run. Um, Chicago's doing the exact opposite. I don't know. They, you know, and it, it, it's become groupthink it's become you know it used to be outliers now you have in you know cleveland uh with andrew Berry's a big part of it the eagles are a big part of it to be honest because they spawned off so many of these guys um you know this this constant manipulation of we're not ready we're not ready very nba like mentality i don't agree with it in the nfl i think cincinnati proved it 
I think I don't know why people don't look at Cincinnati and say, "What? What? What?" I mean, what? Why you're you're telling me you won? You're in the playoffs, and you're telling me you're not ready to compete. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from Eagles fans this year. Well, we can't go get Russell Wilson anyway, or Deshaun Watson because we're not ready. What? What? I I I I don't get it, Jody. As my it. buddy Ike Reeves pointed out the other day in WIP, I was in the car listening to him, and he said it, and I said, no, Ike, I've been saying it. I'm glad a guy like you agrees with me. Who thought the Eagles were ready in 2017? Coming Nobody. off 2016, Nobody. Doug Peterson's there. first Nobody. year, Carson Wentz's rookie season, below 500. Who during the offseason said, well, let's let's make a push for the Super Bowl this year because we're ready. Nobody, zippity doodah, the one parade in the history of this town, or at least the last sixty years, nineteen sixty. Once it's happened, once one parade, and it was a year the Eagles weren't quote unquote ready to compete. So please, stop well, you'll have the one guy out there because there's you know the one guy out there predicts him to go sixteen and zero every year. Now seventeen and zero. So there's the one guy who predicted, yeah, they're going to win it all. Yeah, right. But, uh, but, but not many, not many. He's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. We are the Mac and Mac Birds three sixty five guys. We're going to add a third piece to the show coming up next. Rob Motti, Associated Press, scheduled to join us here on Birds three sixty five. Stick around. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. McMullen and McDonald here with you on Birds 365. Let's make this a threesome. Joining Birds 365 from the Gulf, uh, Gold Coast of Florida, formerly of South Philadelphia, Associated Press National Football Writer, Mr. Rob Motti. Motti, man, where were you last night at 7.15? Uh, probably writing about Tom Brady. And at 8.15, and at 9.15, and at 6.15. Well, we knew it was coming, Rob. That's why we said, let's get Rob Motti tomorrow. We knew it was coming. No, we We had no idea. Had no idea. Sometimes better to be lucky than good. The hints were dropping, though. The hints were dropping. It it seemed like uh, he wasn't – you know, I knew knew all along that he wanted to play, and I think it was just a matter of Tom having to convince Giselle to give him – uh, her blessing and, and not file divorce papers or whatever the ramifications would have been. And uh, maybe it took 40 days for him to do that, but uh, it, it happened. He's back. He's still at the top of his game, which is incredible at 44 going on 45 years old. Yeah, it really is. And uh, you, you mentioned uh, the fact that I, I think we've seen it here in Philadelphia locally with Jason Kelsey. A lot of times people have to take a step back after season they don't realize the grind it takes. Uh, but when you're at the level of Tom Brady, everybody wants to know right now, 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 10 minutes after, you know, you lose to the Los Angeles Rams. But as far as th- the whispers, Rob, about Tom potentially going somewhere else, and, you know, people said San Francisco, and obviously he's from there. He's, he loves the area, always wanted to be there, at least early in his career. Um, was there anything to any of that that Tom was trying to finagle his way out of Tampa Bay to play somewhere else? You know, I have no definitive information that says trying to do that. But I will tell you, I spoke to some people who were starting to get that feeling. And then, boom, he has a – he's out in – watching Manchester United with the Glazer family, and the next day he's returning to the Buccaneers. You will not hear now, in hindsight, anyone's going to be able to report that that was the case because it doesn't, it won't look good for the Buccaneers or Tom Brady. So if that really was Tom's thinking that maybe I'll wait until the Buccaneers bring in someone who is expensive enough that they can't reverse the decision, whether it's Russell Wilson was traded, so it's not going to be him. If they bring in Deshaun Watson, perhaps, well, then obviously it would signal they can't reunite with Brady. So I was starting to get a sense that I knew at some point he was going to play And I just didn't think that was as far-fetched as a lot of people want to make it seem. Because when I was at the Super Bowl, it was picking up a little bit of steam out there. I just kind of casually mentioned it to Debo Samuel. He's like, whoa, play with the GOAT? I'd I'd love to play with the GOAT. I'm like, yeah, I know you got Jimmy G. I know you have Trey Lance. He's like, it's Tom Brady. But 
Uh, at this point, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be one of those uncovered secrets that's going to come out because it's best kept uh, behind closed doors. Now, if he plays out, I think there's going to be a restructure. There's got to be something done with him contractually to uh, help benefit the Buccaneers in this free agency period. And that may be adding on some voidable years or adding on another year. So depending on how his contract situation uh, is figured out, is resolved, there still could be that sentiment, that thought that he may want to finish out his career. But then you look at it from, do you want to go at his age, learn a whole new playbook somewhere else and try and win one more time? I, I think it's it's difficult thing to do, but he's a guy who, who does otherworldly things all the time. So yeah, uh, right he, now he, he's a buccaneer. So we'll go with that. He had such a tough time adapting to that Tampa Bay playbook. <laughs> oh, how'd that work out? Yeah, they won a Super Bowl. Uh, so I don't doubt for a millisecond that he could do it. But uh, here's the one thing I had that I continued to come back to about this whole, he wants to go out to San Francisco, finish off his career. Tampa wasn't letting him go. He was under contract. They did a renegotiation last year, too, which I made this point with John earlier in the show. If Brady wanted the ability to go free agent, you do what Jason Kelsey did. You put a $30 million poison pill in so that Tampa can't, that, that they have to blow up the contract and they have to let you become a free agent. You knew that. So you knew he was under contract to them for another year and they didn't want to go. Larian's light. Everybody involved was, well, we're leaving a light on for Tom. Tom's still our guy. We're Hotel hoping that Tom six. changes his yeah. mind and comes back. They were never moving on from Brady, so he wasn't getting to San Francisco. Yeah, the, the only way, Joe, the only way that could have happened is if if they replaced them with Deshaun Watson or somebody so expensive. And then mid July, he says, "I'm coming back." Then what are they going to do? You're not going to keep Brady and Deshaun Watson. But that didn't happen. That didn't play out. But that was the thinking, and that could be the only way. I, I didn't think they were going to move on from him and 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 hand it over to Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask. It's just, as Bruce Arian said, bad business. It wouldn't have been smart business for them. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of smart business, are you surprised at all, Rob, that um, things went to Sean Watson's way on Friday in, in South Texas? No criminal charges, so that's off the table. Still got to deal with all those civil allegations, but yeah, that's not going to impact his ability to play in the NFL. NFL suspension still looming. Teams are lining up. I mean, yeah. over a dozen. Does that surprise you? Because I know Joe Banner had written that earlier in the week, last week, Rob, that he pegged the Eagles as the favorite to get Deshaun Watson. One of the reasons he, he cited was his choices will now be limited. They're not limited. If anything, they're increasing and increasing and increasing. Is that a bit of a surprise to you? Well, John, you, we know teams need elite quarterbacks, right? That's how you win in the NFL. You need an elite quarterback. So once the criminal proceedings are not going to move forward, that opens him up to a lot more teams. Now, I, I know there's a lot of interest from various teams, and they're all doing their due diligence, and that's what you need to do. But uh, are the reports of so many teams interested in him necessarily accurate? You got, we also got to take a step back and think, where are those reports coming from? Well, they're not coming from the team. Like, if I'm interested in Deshaun Watson, 
I'm not leaking it to my favorite NFL reporter. Hey, we're interested in Deshaun Watson because you don't want the price to go up. You don't want you don't want any. You're, it's a competitive disadvantage. So yeah. any of that stuff comes from the agents and the team itself. And Houston, of course, is going to want people to think, yeah, 18 teams are interested in anybody who doesn't have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert is going to be interested in. So there's a lot of that that's put out there now. The realistic options uh, for him, I think Carolina uh, is one. Now, we know Pittsburgh has come out and, and said very strongly that they're not going to be interested in him. So Carolina, New Orleans, I thought Tampa was going to be a favorite until Brady came back. And the Eagles, of course, who there was a report this weekend, right, that said the Eagles aren't interested. Well, of course, the Eagles are going to tell whoever's going to be willing to listen that they're not interested because it's going to create an awkward situation if they can't land Deshaun Watson and they actively pursued him, and now they have to welcome Jalen Hurts back with open arms. So, you know, there's a lot of that, and you've been around long enough. You know all this already. There's a lot of that stuff out there that's misinformation, media manipulation, uh, I do think there are teams, many teams, that are going to be trying to do their homework and see what they can do uh, as far as trading for Deshaun Watson and sitting down with him would make the most sense before you make a trade of that magnitude, bringing him in, sitting him down, talking to him eye to eye, face to face. Hey, what's all this about? You're not going to be uh, in criminal court, but you still got these civil cases. This isn't one, two or three. This is 20 plus women. What happened? And they need to hear it. I, if I'm an owner, I need to hear it straight from Deshaun Watson's mouth. Well, he's going to, as a matter of fact, uh, be deposed in some of those uh, civil cases this week. So we will get more information on that. Do you want to ask about one team you didn't add to the mix on the Deshaun Watson uh, pursuit trail? Seattle. They just yeah. traded Russell Wilson. Uh, I kept fighting off people who told me all year that you know, if they trade Russell Wilson, Pete Kyle's going to walk away because he's going to want no part of a rebuild. 71 years old. He, he watched the combine. Pete Carroll is one of the most energetic coaches in the National Football League. I don't care how old he is. He acts like he's 30. If he's 71, oh, so what? Who cares? I said he's going to be back coaching the team no matter who the quarterback is. But I'm sure it would be preferential if they could get another franchise quarterback immediately after they traded one. They've got the capital that they got from Denver to get involved. Think Deshaun Watson would play well in Seattle? I think 100% they're interested for sure. And like you said, they got the draft assets. Uh, they're be they're better equipped than most teams and and, and maybe even so uh, than all teams to, to go after him. It's going to come down to that no trade clause. And is, is he willing to, to waive it to go there? Uh, uh, if he has a conversation with Russell Wilson, about Seattle and, and the makeup and, and what's happening there and, and the rebuild, he may not want to. I think with Deshaun Watson is his decision's going to come down to he holds a lot of he hold, he, he holds the, the no trade value and the no trade clause. And because of that, he's going to want to make it he's going to want to pick the best environment for him. Now we know last year he was willing to waive it to go to Miami. They didn't make that deal. Uh, he's got to look around Carolina, the New Orleans, Seattle. New Orleans is in a little bit of transition, too, without Sean Payton. Carolina's been pretty bad. They got a nice defense. They got maybe a piece. What are they going to do with Christian McCaffrey? I, I, I think Seattle's going to be in the mix. Those teams are going to have to move him a little bit. They're going to have to convince him as much as he's going to have to convince them 
to make that for the PR hit that they're going to take from a significant amount of their fan base. Uh, I did see a poll when it was uh, one of the Buccaneers beat writers put it up, and it was overwhelming support in Tampa. I think different fan bases are going to value view this differently. I haven't seen any uh, in, in Philly. You guys would know better than me, but I think that would be overwhelmingly negative uh, in, in Philly if it were to be bringing in Deshaun Watson. Uh, Seattle, I, I think, would be closer maybe to a 60-40 situation. So um, that, that's, cer- that's certainly an option. You know he's got at least one piece in DK Metcalf. He's got Tyler Lockett. Uh, interesting, the interesting name, guys, is, is Colin Kaepernick throwing his name right out there in the mix. Tells Tyler Lockett, I'm going to be there tomorrow. Uh, so all right, Tyler Lockett's on the Seahawks. They looked into Colin Kaepernick before. I'm going to be there tomorrow. Let's get together and we'll throw. So I just reached out to one of Colin's representatives. I'm like, is this anything official? The Seahawks bringing him in and they said nothing nothing official he's just doing this on his own yeah i mean you know at this point uh, colin's been out of the game so long you you talk about deshaun watson i mean one of the reasons you know the houston's trying to play this leverage game that we have some leverage in the fact that we can make him sit another year and the last thing deshaun watson wants to do is sit two years and he's at the apex of his career 27 28 years old at that point all of a sudden it would become diminishing returns but i do want to steer you back here to philly rob and and deshaun watson to kind of wrap that up are you surprised at all considering the way jeffrey Lurie has always thought about the modern nfl and what you need to be consistently successful and that's a high octane passing game a very effective passing game and you couple that with Deshaun Watson willing to meet now with certain suitors, Carolina, Seattle, uh, among them. Are you surprised the Eagles aren't kicking down the door? And maybe they are behind the scenes, as you mentioned. Are, uh, it's a little bit of a surprise to you that this team is hemming and hawing no, a little bit? No, because uh, I don't think they're not kicking down the door. I, I think that right. they're trying. I think they're trying. They're going to try and do this as quietly as possible. I, I think there's certainly interest in Deshaun Watson from their end. I personally wouldn't do it. I would keep Jalen Hurts and try him out for another year and trade one of those three picks and try and get more picks next year and maybe use two of them on defense and try and get somebody uh, or, or some defensive help, some players in free agency. But I do think the Eagles are going to as secretly and as quietly as possible continue to pursue Deshaun Watson uh, to the point where they won't be out of the running until another team secures his services and makes that deal. I, I don't feel there's an urgency for the Eagles because they have a better quarterback situation than the other teams who are in the mix. They have a guy who led them to the playoffs last year. He was inconsistent. Uh, the season didn't end well in the playoffs, but I think there's some hope that maybe with enough more seasoning, more development, more players around him, they still don't have a final answer in their mind uh, on Jalen Hurts. And I know that uh, many in the fan base have come to the conclusion he can't lead them to the promised land. But I I think that that is still a question that they have. So they don't have that necessary urgency to be able to to go out there. And plus the awkwardness of of publicly pursuing Deshaun Watson is something why this will stay 
uh, backdoor as much as as much as you can in this day and age. All right, Marty, man, I want to ask you about legalized tampering, which starts in a couple hours, as a matter of fact, or <laughs> less than two yeah. hours, as, as a matter of fact. Now, um, the teams with the most cap space in the NFL, all you got to do is make one move and then you can change it drastically. Like the Cowboys now actually have more cap space than the Eagles because they traded Amari Cooper yesterday. So one move can drastically shift who's got cap space and who doesn't. But the Eagles are in the top half of the NFL. Um, They've got flexibility, certainly more flexibility than they did last year when they had the $33 million uh, Carson Wentz dead cap hit on their cap. Um, Will they be a player at any position at the top of the market? And when I say top of the market, I say, I mean, highest paid, second highest paid, third highest paid in just this free agency market. Will the Eagles be a player on that level or are they going to be shopping at the uh, bargain basement bin to fill as many holes as they have on this team right now? I think the Eagles DNA is that if they are going to be in the top one, two at any position, it'll be defensive line. They don't really need to pursue offensive linemen. Uh, they're good there. Uh, they have depth there. I think it'd be an edge rusher. And whether that's Chandler Jones or somebody else, uh, I think that's the only way you see the Eagles uh, spending a whole lot of money and make, making a big splash. You saw a couple of years ago, they were willing to put down uh, a ton of a ton of money for Javon Hargrave. And last year, you know, he really proved it. So I, I think this is that's the position. Uh, if they're going to go and bring in a guy, another weapon, you know, we, we've heard the Juju uh, Smith-Schuster is a guy, uh, uh, a wide receiver. He's not going to command top of the market dollars. Um, and and it, make, it makes sense for this team where they are with the flexibility they have, the draft picks that they have, not to be overspending in free agency and to try and play it as wisely and as smartly as possible. And, and, not, and if that means bargain basement, middle of the road guys, it, if it means making some trades, if it's uh, moving around some of those draft picks for guys who can help you now, but getting some picks later, like it's, to me, they're not going to be a splash team unless it's making that move for Deshaun Watson. I, I don't think we're going to see the Eagles making a huge, big splash, although Chandler Jones would certainly be a guy, I think, who fits that description of, hey, big move uh, impacts the salary cap too. A big move like that would, would impact the salary cap, but there's always ways, and, and they're good at it, to where they can bring somebody in, a high-ticket item, uh, and, and finagle the cap well enough to give them some more flexibility. Is it a, sort of a, a bit of a contradiction, Rob, uh, when the Eagles say, and, and, you know, we know part of it is lip service and part of it is what you have to do uh, because you, you have to guard against, if you are trying to make that splash with Deshaun Watson, you have to be realistic and say, we got to, we still got to, we can't lose this kid. We can't lose Jalen Hurts as well. Um, and you say things like, we want to build up around Jalen Hurts. But then you still have that mentality, what you just spoke of, of, well, you want to be cost effective. You want to do this. Well, if you have that young quarterback under very short time where you can build other parts of your roster with higher paying players. Isn't that what the Eagles are, 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 are talking about? And is that contradiction something that's just 
the business of doing football is or is there more to it? Well, it, when, when you look at this free agency market, are there those guys that you think, though, that you can spend that kind of money on as far as on the offensive side to help Jalen Hurts? Now, there is potentially in Christian McCaffrey, a running back who could become available. Would that be somebody that there? it's not a free agent move, it's a trade, it's somebody – I would be very leery and very uh, wary of making a move for a guy who's as oft injured as Christian McCaffrey. But I, I understand what you're saying because this is a time to take advantage of having a quarterback who has a second round pick contract like Jalen Hurts. And, and that's when you can bring in other pieces. But um, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is coming off an ACL. You're not going to go overspend for somebody like that. And uh, Chris Godwin got franchise tagged. So I, I think if there was the right guy who they feel is going to be able to take this from a nine-win team and impact them to eleven or uh, 10 or 11, I think they'd be willing to do it. Uh, I think they, they've always shown a willingness to spend in certain areas, right? Um, they'll certainly do it on the O-line. They'll certainly do it on the D-line. I, I still don't think they'll do it at linebacker. I don't know what they're going to do there. I, I, they, may, they may go get a, a, a couple veteran pieces. Hey, Jordan Hicks is available. How did it end with Jordan Hicks? Is there a way that that relationship can be um, resolved and you can bring him back if he doesn't have many other options he still wants to play football he's a good dude I know uh, he, he can certainly play the game a little bit but I, I don't see splash move at, at linebacker but it's something that they have to look at hey we got a guy in Jalen who is not killing our cap like some of these other teams have with quarterbacks who are taking up such a high percentage of their cap we, we can try and and supplement in other areas and not kill ourselves. All right, Marty, man, since we're talking about so many ex-Cardinals, bring back uh -huh. Hicks, Chandler Jones. I'm going to go there as well with a guy who I just love as a player, but I'm not sure he's a fit. He's a uh, – you can put him at a spot that the Eagles are willing to spend for, but is that his true position? Hassan Reddick is basically a outside linebacker slash defensive end. He's a little smallish for defensive end, but he's played defensive end and played it pretty damn well. He actually was better against the run this past year grading out than he was at getting to the quarterback. He's a free agent. He's only 27. Uh, Chandler Jones, 32. Von Miller, 33. So it comes down for me to the defensive coordinator saying, oh, I can make the defense work with this guy. I can see how I'll be able to use him and place him and get the most out of him. Is it Son Reddick coming back to Philadelphia a chance or is just a non-starter because it's a non-fit? No, did Marty freeze up on us? Temple kid, I, I think when you got talent. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, we got you. We got you. You got me. Hey, anytime uh, you can bring back a Temple kid and, and, and you can look at a guy who uh, he led his team in sacks last year, you can try and make talent. And, and this is what we were told last year. This isn't right. We're not here uh, to we don't have a scheme and a system. We fit our scheme and our system to the talents and skills of our players. Well, now you're one year into the scheme and the system. And as you said, 
the fit may not necessarily be great. I, I think if you have the opportunity uh, to bring in somebody at 27 years old, as opposed to 32 or 33, and, and you can do it and you can have him here for the longer term, you try and make that fit. You try and make it work. But uh, I, I, I don't, I don't see Carolina if, unless they, if they're going to get Deshaun Watson, they're going to have to figure out their cap issues. I, I, that's a guy they want to target and bring back, uh, in my mind. And and uh, it, it might be difficult to try and pry him away. So it depends on what's going on with the Panthers. But they certainly they got to look at him. They got to look at him. They need some help getting to the quarterback. You, you, that's how you you win with it. Uh, we all know this. You you win by having that elite quarterback and being able to bring down that elite quarterback. All right, Rob, last one for me. I can't let you go. And first, I want to say, everybody, read Rob. Obviously, uh, the great Rob Motti, AP NFL writer, host of the AP Pro Football Podcast, his Faith on the Field show. Uh, you can check that out at faithonthefieldshow.com. You talked about franchise quarterbacks. Uh, nobody uh, uh, was closer to Carson Wentz in town here than you. I know you've you've had to use the mute button on occasion with some of this uh, vitriol against Carson Wentz. Um, I, I thought one thing you said kind of resonated with me, and I've written about this before, is Car Carson's kind of naturally an introvert, an introverted person, and he plays a position in the NFL where you have to almost – you have to be a leader by nature – uh, and a lot of that is is an, ex, an extrovert's nature. And Jalen Hurts is the perfect example of this. He tries to gauge, engage the entire team. He tries to go out of his way to get everybody involved. Anybody who's been around an NFL team knows the quarterback doesn't spend a lot of time around the defense other than on the field. So if you're in the locker room, you're in the cafeteria, you got to make an effort. Carson was just introverted. You know, he went about his business, and I think some yeah. people took that the wrong way. Um, overall, though, you know, he's a good guy. He's a good human being, and people have made him out to be this villain because he didn't have success on the field, which I think translates more to the injuries than anything else. Washington co Commanders, Rob, good move, bad move. Carson Wentz have anything left? I think it's a good move for Washington for the organization culturally from the standpoint of the issues that they have uh, with Dan Snyder, the all of the investigations and everything else. You're bringing in someone in Carson Wentz who could stabilize a culture uh, of community within that locker room. Now, that said, on the field, I don't know how much he's going to make a difference. I don't think Carson Wentz for about a 9, 10, 11 game period was a very good quarterback this year. For about three, four, five games, he won very good. He was pretty poor. All said and done, 27 and 7, you can look at numbers and make them tell you whatever you want them to tell you. And uh, it's not a horrible season. He's not a garbage quarterback, not a pro bowler either. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, his leadership skills are certainly questionable. Uh, for all those reasons you stated, John, he's shy, he's quiet, he's introverted, he's awkward, he's uncomfortable in the spotlight. He doesn't do a great job of 
relating to everyone on the football team. One of the things that I realized about Tom Brady being down here in Tampa is his leadership ability. Like guys just love him, whether he's talking to a 22 year old who's young enough to now be his son and he plays special teams too, if it's another veteran guy. And, and I don't know that Carson's personality allows him to be the leader he needs to be. And I think sometimes I said this before, his shyness, his quietness, his introvertedness, it's translated as arrogance or aloofness. When he's not arrogant, he's not aloof, but it, it just comes across the wrong way. And other things about his, him and his personality and his lifestyle sometimes doesn't fit people, and, and he's not their cup of tea. He's not going to go out and chug beers with linemen. He's not going to go out and do shots with uh, receivers or, or anyone. He, he's, he's not going to be dropping F-bombs in a, a – video uh pre-game hype video it's not what he does it's not him and and for some they'll look at that and go well how can you be a leader and and you know you're not relating you're not hanging out and none of that's bad now i'm not trying to criticize anybody who does that but people lead in different ways i mean philip rivers didn't drop the, the f by he said dad gum it a thousand yeah. times one of the funniest with a straight face man philip rivers was funny nobody could talk trash better than that guy without using a curse word it's it's impressive to me but i just think there's aspects of carson's personality values and system and beliefs that uh, prevent him from being the leader that most people look at. Now, on the other side of that, anytime you hear anyone say anything about him on the record from a teammate standpoint, it's always positive. Whether it was Michael Pittman now and, and was it Darius Leonard and some other guys on the Colts. And, and anytime you hear anything negative and criticism, it's always anonymous. And, you know, that makes you wonder. All right. Uh, last one, Rob. And I readily admit my sources are not McMullen's sources or your sources. You guys are truly tied in. I have a couple little contacts. A source told me that it may very well have been Rob Motti who bid over a half a million dollars for Tom Brady's <laughs> last football thrown as a touchdown in the National Football League. Oops, he's unretired. Oh, wow. How much that? 500000 and change? Any two, do you want to confirm or deny that you were involved in this, Monty? I can confirm that I did not even bid the, the change part. The 18000 <laughs> It was 518 I believe. Uh, I, I wouldn't even bid the 518 for that football. But I will say, this was pretty cool. Last night, Tom Brady's coming back. My kids are playing in the room. I, I mentioned before how, like, they just started liking football, my two little girls, and all because of Tom and the Bucks here. And, and they just were thrilled and excited. Oh, I can't believe. So seeing football through their eyes for the first time and their joy and their excitement was different for me, and, and it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, we're glad that you didn't bid the 518 or the 18. <laughs> we're glad to know the girls are getting into football. You can make them Eagle fans. Buddy, there's going to be some parenting involved. That's going to be tough with Tom Brady. That's going to be tough. I'll tell you where I'm headed to right now, guys. They thought they could get rid of me. I'm on my way to Clearwater. There's some Phillies oh, baseball going on. Go. Yeah. I know I'm an NFL writer now, but hey, you know, baseball is my first love. I'm about to go catch me some uh, some Phillies action. I've done Clearwater with Rob Marty. It is a good time. RM, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for hopping on. We'll get you back on in a couple of weeks. 
Thanks, Anytime, Rob. boys. Thank you. Rob Motti here with us, uh, Associated Press lead NFL writer here with us on Birds 365. All right. Ran late with Rob. Oh, shoot. We're going to have just about this much time left to put a bow on the show. Come back. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Mega Mac guys. Edition of Birds 365. All right, this was going to be my first question to start the show. Then whatever happened, we got off on a tangent, so I never asked you. So I'll ask you here at the end of the show, McMullen, which is even better because it leads into tomorrow's show, which is coming down in just under 22 hours from now. When we resume Birds 365 tomorrow, will the Eagles have signed a player? Will there be a free agent agreement? No, it can't officially go to paper till Wednesday, but will there be an announcement that the Eagles have come to terms with a player? And if so, what position is that player going to be at? Um, I'm going to go 60, 40. Yes. Uh, I think they're going to target somebody uh, and get them done quickly. I think it's safety. 
edge rusher, lesser wide receiver. But one of those three positions, I think the biggest slash, Rob, is right. Chandler Jones, if they're going to make a big splash, it's going to be Chandler Jones. Uh, then Justin Reed type. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't think they're going to be able to get. So if they want to go a little bit higher, Allen Robinson, uh, but that's probably a long shot. So I'm going to say they're going to, they're going to announce something. By 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 Wednesday, you're gonna know something. Okay, I don't know about Wednesday. tomorrow. Well, you got to get through Tuesday before you get yeah, to Wednesday, John. I, I, I you I'm, I'm not I'm not as confident tomorrow, but I'll say yes. Why not? Okay. Does it matter? All right. If the Eagles want to wow me, wow me, it's one of two players. It's Marcus Williams or it's Hassan Reddick. If you believe that they are more defensive line uh, inertia, that's what Rob Motti said. He's Got right to do so. The Eagles have always under Howie Roseman been a trenches kind of team. If you tell me that safety is not uh, pass rush pressure, Hassan Reddick would wow you more than Chandler Jones. Yeah, really? Yeah, wow. Chandler yeah. Jones thirty two. Yeah, but Hassan Reddick's twenty seven. I I want some youth, John. They've already got unless they're going to clear out Fletcher Fletcher Cox and go with an all young defensive line. I, I want some youth on that defense. I'd rather, I'd always rather have you, you too. You'd prefer a guy, you know, as I always say, coming off that first contract. But uh, Chandler Jones is, I'm not going to say he's Khalil Mack, but he's no. he's right, right underneath. You're talking about a guy who's had 16, 17, I think he had 19 one year sacks in a season. Yeah, 28 right, what, tackles for what, losses. You you told me at the top of the show we would get off on a Marcus Williams tangent. Uh, you think that that might be a little too expensive a neighborhood for the Eagles. Yeah, he's very expensive. very expensive. Who do you think is going to get paid more, Chandler Jones or uh, Marcus Williams? Chandler Jones. Yeah, that's why I, I'd i rather have but Marcus Williams. But that's about Williams the position. Paid. I was just talking about the splash nature. I was surprised that you would consider – Hassan Reddick, more of a splash. Yeah, maybe it's because I don't think they, I don't think they're going to play be a player in the Chandler Jones market. Because it's yeah, either be... do I. I just heard some weird, and and Rob brought it up again. There's been more talk than expected about Chandler Jones, which surprised me to be honest. Yeah, I think for a lesser price, I'd take the chance. And I love the point that Rob made because we don't hit on it enough. Jonathan Gannon did sit there the first time you guys got a chance to talk to him last year. And he said, I'm not a round peg in a square hole guy. Uh, I'm going to fit my defense to the play. We don't have a scheme. And then, of course, he had a scheme. And, uh, yes, he had tenants that he believed in and didn't move off and wasn't uber aggressive of. Yeah, Gannon's got to show me a little something, something this year. Make Hassan Reddick fit your defense. That would really impress me, Jonathan Gannon. All right, we'll see if Hassan Reddick or Marcus Williams or anybody else, Taylor Jones, is an eagle by the time we get back tomorrow. Justin Reed. Well, he's, he's pushing that Justin Reed thing. Justin Reed is like the fourth, fifth best safety. I don't mm. want just – I want better than Justin Reed, Johnny. Splash. Reed. Splash. We'll Justin see Reed. if we get a splash tomorrow. We're back here on Birds 365 and 2-2. Two and two. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.